With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast, where our mission is to bring you empowered conversation around home birth and to share our journey, our story, as well as other stories of home birth. And today's story, today's interview definitely brings that. It's it's an amazing, pure magic, I will say, because that comes from the, the interview conversation with Megan about her her life and her journey and you know some people when you get to talking with them you you feel an instant connection and a synchronicity and, and a lot resonates and that's definitely what I experienced talking with Megan and hearing about her family her her life her birthing center birth to then a home birth and we talk about everything in between and we also talk about something that we haven't talked about yet on the show, uh, miscarriage and that that process and, and journey of healing and how that ties in with, with it all. And Megan is just so bold and beautiful and transparent and um, I'm tearing up just thinking about it now because I definitely tear up in the interview. It's just it's such an honor to have her share her story with us, and I am overjoyed to share it with you all. Hey, Megan, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Oh, we're fabulous. Yes, Megan, thank you so much for taking out some time to come hang out with us on the Doing It at Home podcast. We really appreciate you, and uh, we're excited to hear Absolutely. your birth story. Yes, absolutely. I, I love talking birth and can do it all day. So this is perfect for me. <laughs> great, great. Well, um, before we get into all of that, why don't you just tell listeners who you are, a little bit about yourself and who who summarizes your family? Okay. Um, well, so we are currently living um, in Denver, Colorado and moved out here in 2013 from the hill country of Texas. Um, and that's my husband and I, and we have a six and a half year old daughter, Aurelia Sophia, and we have an 18, 19 month old son, Leonardo Estali. And, um, that's, that's it for our family. There's the four of us. And, um, in Texas, we were living on a, a ranch as property managers and then, um, decided to try something new. So we, we came out to Colorado um, and we love it out here. It's a, it's a great, great spot for, for our family to be in. Lots of like-minded folks, lots of wellness and health, um, conscious people mm. and we're just thriving. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's awesome. I love hearing that thriving and health yeah. conscious, all of that. That sounds like, it sounds like a very intentional choice and it sounds like you, uh, 
yeah, just a beautiful little family. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a great place. Um, my, my husband and I uh, met in Houston um, back in 07 or 08, um, and he's originally from Mexico. Um, and so we've had quite a journey um, dealing with with being from different countries, dealing mm. with immigration, and then um, we were surprised with our pregnancy of Aurelia, and um, that led us to getting married, and it's it's been quite a journey um, mm. being from different places, so it's it's been it's a very exciting story. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And home birth is just a part of that story, but that's, you know, specifically yeah. what we want to hear about from you um, and yeah. how that fits into your whole your whole thing you've got going on with that beautiful family. Right. Um, well, how did how did home birth fit into that? How did that come about as a thing okay. for you? Well, so when we found out we were pregnant with Aurelia, um, I I had watched like back in the day when I used to watch TV. I used to like watching um like the birth stories on mm, TLC yeah and I mean I can remember being yeah like a long time ago I remember being in like middle school and high school even and, and loved watching that show um but even at a young age I knew I never wanted a birth like that like I I didn't I didn't want to be in a hospital and, and I knew that from a very early age it it just it just seemed so dramatic and I just had this I just had such a, a feeling that it didn't need to be that way, but mm. I didn't know anybody else who did it differently. So, you know, um, when we found out we were pregnant with Aurelia, um, I knew that I would want a water birth because thankfully they were showing water births on that show mm-hmm. on TV. So I had been exposed a little bit to that. Um, and we were living in Austin, Texas at the time. And, you know, I tried finding places that had, you know, the option to birth in a tub and couldn't find anything um, until I came across um, the birth center in Austin. And at the time, there was just one. I think they've, they've expanded and they've got a few more locations. And so they were the only places I went to and met with. And, of course, they had midwives. And I fell in love with my midwives there. And, and it was like checking into a hotel. It was this beautiful building and super homey, different bedrooms you could birth in, and they allowed you to birth in the in the tub, not just labor in the tub. Um, they they accepted if you didn't want to do certain, um, you know, interventions or after the birth, if you didn't want to do the eye goop. I don't mm. know what the, the term is, but the eye No, that's professional and, enough. I think uh, it's officially eye goop. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. Um you know, we wanted to do the delayed cord clamping. I wanted mm-hmm. to keep my placenta. We didn't want to vaccinate. We, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And they welcomed all of that and gave us a wealth of knowledge on all those topics and completely made it our choice. So needless to say, I had a really great experience um, at the birth center and it left me feeling this empowering feeling that I could do this next time at home. Mm. You know, like by that point I had been hearing about home birth like well into my pregnancy with her. And so, yeah, that day when I got to go home a few hours after having her, I was like, for sure next time it'll be at home. Mm. Definitely. Um, and so the idea to have another baby, um, you know, we wanted to wait a few years and my husband wanted to wait a few more years. (laughs) It was kind of, kind of a struggle to decide and agree on having another. (laughs) Um, So once we moved out to Colorado, Aurelia was three and a half. When she got to be about four, um, I was pregnant again and um, carried that baby for 10 weeks. And then we lost it, unfortunately. Um, And at that time, I had decided to have a home birth. So I was planning, you know, Mm -hmm. to have the baby at home. Um, and so when we first moved to Colorado, I'm a photographer and when we moved to Colorado, I started to pursue photography professionally and not just as a hobby. Um, I came across, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but it's, it's called sacred pregnancy. And I'm not familiar. So go ahead and go oh, into as goodness. much detail as okay. possible for listeners and, too. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is fantastic. It's okay. So there's a movement called the Sacred Living Movement. And within this Sacred Living Movement are different branches and it, they're programs 
that you can become certified in to teach. So, for instance, they have a pregnancy program, and you can get certified in the sacred pregnancy program, and you you teach, um, like, childbirth, pregnancy, like, classes. But it's a different class in that it's not, like, um, information just about what's happening to your body and what the birth is going to look like. It's not, you know, super... Um, information detailed. It's more of creating a sisterhood and giving women and, and couples too, because your your partner joins you in on a lot of these classes, but giving you a safe place to go connect with other women and other couples and be there for each other. And it's the most beautiful program, life-changing course that I've ever been a part of. And it completely it just rocked my world. Like it was something that I had been wanting my entire life to be a part of a sisterhood where there's no judgment and there's, there's only empowering women. And it's, it's hard to put into, it's what our world needs more than anything right now. And I was able to photograph, they do retreats. You can get certified online or you can go to these retreats that they put on. And I was able to be the photographer here in Colorado for one of the one of the retreats, and that's how I got um, opened up to to sacred pregnancy. Wow! And um, and bes- I mean, besides the pregnancy course, they have a doula certification course. They have a motherhood course. I mean, every facet of life, the owner and the dreamer of this this movement, she's created a facet for every person. There's a brotherhood. I mean, it's you have to check it out. So you would go to Sacred Living Movement on, on, um, online to check out all the different branches that they have. Great. And I'm so going to include a link to that in the show for um, yeah. for this episode. It, I mean, it's something, and I, I, it's not, it's not everywhere yet. It's making its way. I mean, okay. she does retreats all over the world, but it's slowly getting bigger and and becoming more, you know, familiarized with people around the world. So there's books. There's all sorts of resources for women and um so anyways after photographing that retreat I made lots of you know new friends and many of the women at the retreat were doulas midwives chiropractors um just in that that wellness realm of professions um and the place we were at the home we were at for the retreat um the woman who lives there is one of my very very dear friends um and I knew with the next birth that I would be having, I'd want her to be my birth advocate. Um, she's a midwife. I She's technically not um, certified in the state of Colorado, but she is in other states. And she's birthed hundreds and hundreds of babies, mm-hmm. not just in the states, but in South America as well. She's one of those people that you look at and you can just see the, the wealth of wisdom and knowledge just overflowing out of her body. Mm. <laughs> She's one of those magic people. Um, and so when we found out we were pregnant with our second, um, I knew right away that I wanted the home birth and I wanted my friend to be there and, and be my advocate. Um, so after the 10 weeks, once I, I, um, I started bleeding and I just had an idea, I, I just knew that it wasn't like a normal spotting um, and we were at the ranch in Texas where we used to work. It's my family property, so we can go back and forth and visit. It was Easter weekend, of course, like the symbol of rebirth. And and I was miscarrying. Mm. And um, it was, I mean, that's a whole other topic of information that you could discuss. But right. um, knowing that I was in a safe place, I was at... Our, our sacred home that, you know, we had had our daughter at, and it was just, it's one of those special places that, you know, I can visit, and it's 60 acres of land, and just, I was able to really connect with Mother Earth there while losing a child, um, and wow. so I, it, it was pretty, it was pretty remarkable, um, one of, obviously, the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life, and um, we had a ceremony and we've named the baby tree and she's underneath our favorite tree and our property. And we get to always go back and, um, remember her. And we had a beautiful ceremony for her, my daughter, my husband and I. Um, so 
after that... Um, well, I just want to take know, a second you, to acknowledge that sure. for you. We haven't talked about this on the show yet, and I just, like, I feel that, like, on a cellular level, like, as a woman, as a mom, as you're describing it, and it just... Uh, so many things come up, and I imagine those listening as well. And I just your your courage and your authenticity and sincerity about it all is so so overwhelmingly awesome. And I just I really want to acknowledge you for sharing you. that because so many women don't feel or, well, or have the space women, for them to share that. Right. A lot of women are they feel so ashamed yeah. or they don't want to talk about it because they know it might make their listeners uncomfortable right. and I mean to me like I want to honor its life I yeah. mean it was living inside of me and I really my heart believes it was a girl although well you know we never will know that but right. um you know I, I I had to go to the emergency room nothing was open because it was Easter weekend and where our ranch is it's a wicked small town and you know it's there's no options it's just the one hospital is closed so I had to go to the emergency room where I waited for hours and um, had a really traumatic experience with the nurse who did like the ultrasound to see what was going on. You know, I kept asking her, do you see it? Is there a heartbeat? And I'm in tears and, you know, they've got the probe shoved up me and she was so rude and so short tempered and I can't tell you anything. You're going to have to wait for the doctor. And I'm, I'm there bawling, right. you know, with my legs open, with the thing shoved up the side of me and... Wow. And getting no comfort from another woman, getting yeah. no comfort. And so the doctors were like, you know, we can we can do like a DNC where they scrape it out mm -hmm. right here and right now. We can give you pain medicine. We can do all these things. And I was like, no, I, I want to go home. I want to birth my child. And I want it to be pain-free because mm -hmm. I that's me. I want to honor its life. I want right. to, you know, like I need to go home and do this. And so mm -hmm. that's what I did. And. And it's quite painful. I mean, wow. even though it's small, it and you do have contractions, and you are losing lots of blood. And with every drop of blood that would come out of me, it was like its life was slipping away, like yeah. right out of me. Yeah. Um, but I was surrounded by like my whole family happened to be there that weekend, which was kind of weird, but kind of comforting, mm -hmm. and and it would distract me. And I was like, well, do I want to be distracted or? Yeah. You know, luckily I had the 60 acres to, like, walk around and and just be alone. Um, so we came back to Colorado after after all of that, and, you know, fear slowly yeah. creeped in. Sure. Like, lots of fear and guilt, major, major guilt, um, which is a lot to deal with. And so um, I, I, I'm big into yoga, um, and when I was pregnant with that baby – you know, I was preparing as best as I could for a home birth and yoga is a big part of it for me. And so going, coming back after losing that baby, it was a really hard thing that, for me to step back into the yoga studio because mm. I felt like I failed, you know, I, I, I failed myself. I failed my child, failed my family. You know, I don't deserve, I deserve to come back into the yoga studio and find that peace and comfort. And, you know, it, it took time, but I, I slowly went back in and that's when I was on the journey of, of forgiveness mm -hmm. and forgiving myself, forgiving just forgiveness and, and finding grace again and finding comfort and love and healing my body, healing my mind and my soul. And I got there, thankfully, I, you know, I got there and we wanted to wait, you know, months to try again. And, um, it took a little while. I think it was about four months before we were pregnant with Leonardo. Hmm. And still, when I got pregnant with him, I knew I wanted a home birth. But like, it was like, okay, I know I wanted a home birth with, with Tree. And now that I've gone through such a painful experience, is it, is it not a smart choice? to want to be home like is it not safe enough and, and you know the fear of, of, of our society and our culture started to permeate you know come yeah. in and yeah and wow. I was still speaking with my my good friend my advocate and you know she was you know would reassure me that it would be okay and you know just how normal miscarrying is and mm -hmm. um I met with a few certified nurse midwives 
um, here in Denver, just didn't click with anybody. And it was in their offices. We would meet at their office, and it was still very hospital-like and still very medical-like and um, just, I don't know, there was no depth. There, the sacredness was missing. Right, right. And so, like, you know, and, and I knew I had no rush. Like, I, I, I know, like, you've got pretty much a 10-month period of time. And I was like, I'm not in any rush. We can figure this out along the way. Um, and then I finally, I can was I talking ask with too, my husband. Can I ask, too, Megan, I was just wondering how your husband, um, Fabian, is in all of this. Like, how's he been a part of the process and, you know, moving out oh, of, like, healing? And what what was it like for him to go through um, the planning and the preparation? Um, he, he's the best. He, um, he's on my, he's on board with everything. Like he, Mm. he trusts me completely. He knows that I am, I'm, I'm very educated on birth and pregnancy that I eat, breathe and sleep it. Mm. That, um, he, as long as I am comfortable, safe and confident, so is he. Love it. Um, we have great communication about it all and he knows it's my passion. So, um, and from the experience of birth in Aurelia, he saw my strength and he saw that I'm completely capable mm-hmm. of doing it at home. Um, but he really, he really wanted to wait time after losing tree. And I don't know if it's because of the, you know, how tragic it was mm-hmm. for me. Um, just, there's so many emotions that go into it all. So, he was on board with home birth from the very moment I, I spoke about it. That's great. Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and so I told them, you know, after I, I would meet with some of the midwives in Denver that I just wasn't clicking. And I kept saying, but I want to be... I don't want to say my friend's name in case she's not okay with it. I, mm. I didn't know. Um, so anyways, I, I just would kept, I would kept saying I want to be with her, my birth advocate. I, I just, we were so close. We were so connected and nobody is making me feel like she does. Right. So we were like, okay, we'll just do it. Let's just go with her. Um, she happens to live about four hours away. So that was, that was a big concern of mine is wanting to get like checkups mm-hmm. throughout the pregnancy. Um, but I learned, I learned within like the first two months, like I, I really don't need checkups. Mm. Like it comes down to, to trusting your body and trusting your baby and yourself. And I mean, that's all you can, that's all you can do. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been reading a lot about, you know, that, you know, the more ultrasounds you do, like it's just not good, you know, to intervene that way. And Unless it's absolutely necessary. So for the first seven months of Leonardo's pregnancy, I didn't get checked on by anybody. I, I, we don't use doctors. We, um, we are very holistic, and um, I don't see, like, a general practice doctor. Um, we're homeopathic or naturopaths. You know, we take care of ourselves at home. And I knew by just doing yoga, I, I was, you know, physically fit. I'm a great healthy eater and I was, you know, taking whatever supplements I, I needed to. And it felt amazing. Like mm. I have friends that were pregnant at the same time and they would talk about, you know, drinking the terrible drink to see if you're diabetic mm-hmm. and going in for this ultrasound and getting weighed in. Oh, I weigh too much. I don't weigh enough. <laughs> just all the, all the crap that... <laughs> 
put into your your mind when you're at your most vulnerable mm. point in your entire life, mm-hmm. and you're getting treated like you're a sick patient. And I, I just I just didn't want that this time. And so I watched a ton of YouTube um, indie birth videos, which that's another link you could probably put up um, or just recommend indie birth videos or mm. peaceful birth videos. Making a note right now. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I watched a, a million of those. My daughter and I watched them constantly. Um, that gave me a lot of reassurance and confidence. And I meditated every day. Um, I, I read, you know, all of Ina May's books. I, I just, I just really trusted myself. I practiced mantras. My mantra throughout the whole pregnancy was. Um, peaceful birth, healthy baby. Mm. Whenever I felt like a tiny bit of fear arise in me, I would say that over and over again until it went away. Mm-hmm. I am um, breathing exercises. Like I, I did all of that. That's that's how I prepared and took care of myself. And then around seven months is when my friend would drive down like once a month um, and like do just like an external exam, just listen to the baby mm-hmm. and kind of massage my belly. And then we would talk about the birth and that, that was it. She left us a fetoscope. So we got to hear our baby whenever we wanted. Mm. And, and it was amazing. Like my Aurelia got to listen to the baby's heartbeat whenever we wanted. Mm. Um, you know, we would, we would count and, and see, um, you know, what the, the, um, the heart rate was at. That was really interesting and fun to do because of the theory that girls have a higher heart rate right. than boys. So <laughs> it was really fun. Like, okay, where is it at on the scale? And um, so that, you know, was allowing my daughter to be super involved and my husband. And it was, it just was so empowering to do it on her own, to be unassisted, mm-hmm, to have mm-hmm. power and control over your own destiny and, and your body and, I, I mean, I was, it was just the most amazing time to, to do all of that on my own. You um, are amazing. You're so, you're such an inspiration. <laughs> I am so like, ah, I'm so jazzed <laughs> and excited to hear all oh, of that. And for this to you. go out into the world and other people can hear like what is possible. I think you are such a great it example is. of what is possible. Well, so, I mean, I have to thank the women that at that very first retreat that mm. I photographed at Sacred Pregnancy, there was a few there that did completely unassisted births where their midwife that they would be speaking to, like on the phone, would show up, you know, like a, a day after the baby was born. Mm. And I mean, I, it blew my mind wide open. I, I had no idea that women, not that they were allowed, I just didn't know women did that. Mm-hmm. And I, And it was so inspiring and so... I mean, like we, like that's freedom. That's ultimate freedom right mm. there. Like birth your own baby. And, um, I learned so much from, from those women. And, and so then that, that gives me the motivation to share my story. And, you know, it's not always received in the, the best way. And people, you know, I think, think that it was very unsafe of me and, um, dangerous and because they just don't, they're not in. They're not in that place. They, right. It, it's something that's only so many people can grasp mm-hmm. the idea of birth in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So so let's talk about the birth. Let's talk about you know all of this epic, awesome okay. planning and intention setting, and then like how how did it play out? How did it execute? Well, so um. You learn about, through sacred pregnancy, you learn about creating your sacred space. Okay. And so throughout the whole pregnancy, um, I had been envisioning, um, we had in this house we used to live in where the baby was born. We don't live there, unfortunately, anymore, but we had this awesome master bathroom with this ginormous three-person tub. So I was like, this is this is going to be the place. Our bedroom was this perfect, like loft, airy, bright room. Mm. Um, and I knew that this is, would be ultimately the areas I would be in for the birth. So for like the, you know, the nine, 10 months, um, I, I just made it 
my space. I, I decked it out with lanterns and with draping fabrics and mm. little statues that meant a lot to me, crystals, um, pieces of nature that meant a lot to me. Um, I had an altar for our tree baby that we lost. And, and then in the bathtub, um, I had a blessing way instead of a baby shower. I had a blessing way, which is more of a, um, a celebration of the mother. Mm. Um, you know, you look at baby showers and people give you all these things for the baby. Maybe the mother will get something, but you, it's all about the baby and a blessing way is focused on the mother. Um, and what she's about to embark. And so you invite your closest friends and family and, and they just shower you, you know, with, with beautiful things. A lot of women do henna, a lot of women do like a salt bowl where you place your intentions. Um, and so we, you know, I had a lot of beautiful, um, writings, poems from women that I love and respect. And I hung those up in the bathtub and different pictures that were inspiring to me birth art all over the place. Um, and like the banner I made for Marissa, my friend, um, I, I had that hung up just with Afri- positive affirmation that I had told myself the whole pregnancy. I had that hung up um, to focus on. Yes. And for um, those of you listening, there's a connection candles. here between Megan's story and Marissa Oliveira, her home birth story. Yeah. You can find that on, on the website. Um, they're friends. And so uh, Marissa talks about this banner, which came from you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I actually sent it to another good friend of mine who lives in Houston for her home birth. So awesome. it's been passed around. Yeah. It's and, you know, next time I have a friend who's going to have a baby, I want to I want to keep it and just keep it circulating throughout our, our community of yeah, women. Yeah, that juju. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cool. So, yeah, but, you know, I, I had I had my face, my face all set up and um, ready to go. I, I did a lot of, um, like I said, a lot of yoga meditation. I did the, the yoga ball and... Um, so with my, with Aurelia, I went to, she was born exactly 40 weeks. Um, and I imagined Leonardo would do the same, if not, you know, a little bit after. Sure enough, at the 40 weeks came and my mother lives in Houston and, and she was coming for the birth. So, you know, when the 40 weeks came, it was like, well, when, when should I have her come in? That was like the only stress I had was wanting to make sure she was here on time mm-hmm. um, because she was going to be helping out mostly with Aurelia. And um, I wasn't having any signs of labor and, you know, everything was just going along just fine. And um, I think I started experiencing some slight, you know, like contractions or the Braxton Hicks or whatever. Um, and I let my mom know. So she, what is it? What? Sure. <laughs> what do you need? Hungry. Okay. Um. Anyways, I let my mom know that it was time to come in. So she flew in. I let my birth advocate friend, I let her know that I was experiencing little Braxton Hicks frequently, but I hadn't been losing, like, any, any mucus or any membranes, like, nothing – Nothing like that was happening just yet. So they both came in, and it was, I think, like a Thursday or a Friday that they came in. And the whole weekend passed by, nothing nothing yet. Mm. <laughs> and not that they were sitting there waiting for anything to happen, but, you know, you get that feeling that everyone's waiting on you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have the baby. Um, and sure enough, um, we went to the farmer's market on Sunday and did a lot of walking around. This was in June, so it was warm. Um, and then I think it was that night after being at the farmer's market, about like three thirty, four in the morning, I was sleeping and my water broke. And I was so excited because with Aurelia, it didn't. The midwives broke it for me, um, which I regret actually asking them to do. But... Um, <laughs> Um, all on its own, it broke. And I, it was like, you're just laying in bed. And like everyone says, you feel this warm trickle. Mm. <laughs> it was, it was that. So I got up and I went to the bathroom and then I, I quietly 
woke my husband up and I was like, my water broke. Yes. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> um, and he like, I can still see him in my head. He, he threw the blankets off of him. He sprung out of bed and he was like, we got to go get um, my midwife, my friend that was there. She was sleeping in our basement. So he was like, did you tell her yet? And I was like, well, no, like I, I just woke up. <laughs> like, We've got time. Calm down. We got time. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I went down and I let her know and, She's, I mean, like I said, she's birthed me babies. She was, I mean, she was like, okay, well, go lay down. Like yeah. she was so calm. She went, she went back to sleep for a little bit, and it was, it was so, it was such a gentle start to labor. It was just like, I, I don't, I don't think you experience that if you're not at home. Mm. I mean, most yeah. you hear so many people like, my water broke. And we went right to the hospital and there was this fury of, of, of energy and yeah, like your nerves kick in. Yeah. It's certainly um, like on those shows, you know, baby story. If they, if they weren't dramatic, people yeah. wouldn't watch them. So <laughs> I know the bunny is the bunny out. Um, and so, you know, like my daughter was still sleeping and she was sleeping in our room on like a little pallet on the floor because she didn't, you know, she didn't want to miss anything and, wanted to feel a part of everything and we wanted her to be a part of everything too that you know she felt comfortable enough to do and be there with us um so we didn't wake her up and I I went downstairs and my one of my best friends um was going to be the photographer of the birth so I I texted her and let her know there was no rush but that my wife had broke and she's got a little boy um she had a little boy at the time now she's got two um so, you know, I wanted to just give her a heads up that things were starting. So I think it was about 6.30 in the morning and Aurelia woke up and we told her and she was so excited. I could still see her face and, you know, she just had that spark of energy mm. in her eye. Um, but, I mean, it was the slowest start of labor, which was nice because I had been I had been making my own um, – electrolyte drink so I was getting those ready I was eating a bunch of like these um protein muffins I I was you know just eating a lot and drinking a lot and trying to store up my energy um for what was about to happen um listening to my playlist that I meditated throughout the whole pregnancy to um just getting my mind in the zone Mm. you know staying really quiet and being very still loving on my daughter, um, just taking in those moments of the last few hours of being a family of three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was inside, I was outside, you know, it, I took a nap. Um, we were, we danced, we sang. And finally, I think it was about like three in the afternoon. Finally, like contractions started to get strong mm-hmm. and I was getting a little relieved because, you know, you want things, to get going you're excited and mm-hmm. I was very grateful though to have such a slow start you know to get prepared hello it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So like the contraction started and getting, getting strong. And so I was up in our bedroom and listening to my music and on the bounce ball. And it, I mean, I just, it, it was like watching the videos that I, I had watched of so many women smiling and singing mm. and laughing. It was that. And every time I had like, you know, the, the strong back 
pains. My husband would push in this one spot for a few minutes and then it was gone. And then mm-hmm. I was back to singing and bouncing on my ball and being with my daughter and my dog was right next to me the entire time. <laughs> and it was so cool. And, you know, it started to get pretty powerful. And so I got in the tub. I was in the bath for a long time. I would get in the shower. Um, just a real easy labor. And I know it's because I had no mental blocks. Mm. I was completely open. I was open to the pain. My favorite affirmation was, this isn't pain. It's not pain. It's power. And Mm. I kept saying that over and over again and remembering that when this is all said and done, how much I'm going to miss it because Mm. I, I just, I love, I love birth. I love as a woman seeing what your body can do, like this temple, like this, this gift that we've been given as women. It's, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Show, show. And so um, um, I got out of the tub for a little bit just because, you know, you, you can slow down in progression. Uh, and I, you know, was kind of laboring out of the tub and in bed a little bit to rest. And then I, I got back in the tub. And by then it was, I think, like around 6. It was the eve- evening was starting. And right outside of my bathtub, there's a big window. And so I could sit in the tub and look out my window and it started to rain. And it was just like I had the window open and it was summer and it was like this rain. And it was just like I could feel this breeze that come over me. And Mm. it it was just, it was heavenly. It was just amazing. (laughs) Um, And it was just my husband and I in there the entire time. Nobody else was in there. And that was incredible. Like, I think my midwife, she would come in and check, but she knew by my voice, by the sound and tone of my voice, when she needed to come in right. and when it was okay to stay out, which I think is, I, I really appreciate the wisdom that she has for that, for that reason, like give the couples their privacy and their time and, you know, don't intrude on that because right. it can really mess with the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean- so... I remember my midwife just talking about, you know, my job is just to be here and kind of like hold the space. You know, the less I do, yeah, that's what I'm cool with. That's what I want to do, like the least amount possible. Yeah. I think that's an important question for women and more couples to ask their care providers, like how hands-on are you? Right. You know, um, and, you know, it started getting to be like really intense to where I couldn't have sound. Like mm. the, um, when my friend was taking photos, the sound of the flash or the shutter, like I, at one point was like, Megan, you got to leave. Yeah. I can't, I can't hear that anymore. Like just that, um, that started bothering me until I, I knew it was getting really intense and getting close when I couldn't stand sounds anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout labor, I was, I was checking myself internally and, um, which is something that I highly recommend to women in labor do. Um, instead of letting someone else internally check you, not only because it can spread germs and bacteria, but so that you can have the confidence knowing that you're progressing. Mm, I, I didn't do that nice. with Aurelia. Yeah, it was, or like the mirror, but, but physically feeling the head was so cool. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. Like, Oh my God, he's right there. It's right there. Like, and with every push, sometimes I, I, at times I would have, I was touching um, to feel like how strongly I needed to push mm. to, to bring him down more. Um, and so it was like, I think nine o'clock at night and, you know, it's, it, he's almost out. Um, he was doing the whole in and out thing for quite a long time. And I finally pushed his head out and I was still in the tub. I pushed his head out. And, you know, it was taking quite a lot of time for the rest of his body to come out. And my friend midwife, who doesn't normally ever do anything hands-on with the mother, she, she reached down because I think she was concerned it was taking too long for him to come out. And mm. sure enough, one of his little arms 
was like he had it up like he was holding a phone you know mm. like it was it was bent at the elbow yep that's how Maya came out <laughs> really yeah well so as you know like the pain and then yeah. also you know he just was kind of stuck there so she did like a little sweep with her finger and got his arm you know in whatever position it was to come out and I pushed him out and I I took him and picked him up myself which was amazing mm. that's when I, I felt I felt first that he was a boy mm. <laughs> by picking him up picking up his little bottom I was like it's a boy and yeah. you know I I birthed my baby I took my baby and I put him on my chest myself and and it was just like all right like all right we're fine wow. all good like this is perfect and he's perfect and it was amazing and we we sat there in the tub I don't know how long we were in there for. My placenta took forever to come, um, which is so painful. Um, I ended up having the placenta. I got out of the bathtub with him and got back in bed and was feeding him, and the placenta came eventually. Um, I don't remember how long. I just wasn't paying attention. But it was so sweet because my daughter was there. She saw it all. And then we were in bed together. It was my mom, my husband, my best friend who was there taking pictures, my birth advocate. We were all there in the room. My daughter was feeding me food and <laughs> just in that in that euphoria of birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a lotus birth, so I, I kept the placenta um, attached to the baby. It was almost two days, I think, by the time the cord fully dried. Um, like a, a full day and a half, something like that, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't do with Aurelia. We did the delayed cord um, clamping, but it was it was really nice to keep him attached to it. Um, it's I don't know why it's always something that makes me super sad when you cut that cord. Mm. Um, I know I I think just the whole idea that they are together the whole time inside of you. And that's like the last, the last, um, string, last tie to be disconnected. Yeah. So, yeah. And from there, I mean, the, the, never having to leave your house. Oh yeah. My, my midwife was there. So she did like the two day checkup with him. And then I brought him to like our little anthroposophic doctor, um, that checked him out and, it just is so easy when you are able to stay home, mm-hmm. you know, to do the car rides and the car seat. And I don't know. It's just pure magic. Mm. I love that. I love that. I use that term and that word to describe our birth a lot as well. That it was magical, yeah. full of magic, all all of that. I know. I think people think, like, you're crazy, yeah. you know, or – or like maybe you're exaggerating, like oh gosh, like no birth can be mm-hmm. like. I, I just, yeah. Mm. Wow, um, Megan, your story is so amazing. I just love, I love Thank it. Um, Thank you. All of it. I'm. Oh my gosh, I'm so like th- we could do segments on like just portions of like your prep and then like we could do whole th- like whole new podcasts could be birthed on it I love it I, um well I mean that's what I was a little I was like I don't know how much to say what to I mean what to put light on because I mean it, there there's a lot of there's a lot right <laughs> right story. well you did yeah. a great job to to Thank even you. try and condense all of that into like you did an amazing job and we might revisit some of this i'm totally open to having different um segments and i see you as an amazing i would love it amazing resource um anyone in the denver area i would love to help good grief i want anyone in the denver area listening to like hit you up (laughs) well and i was gonna i i i don't know how long you're doing this podcast or project for but there are a lot of people I could share this with that would be amazing resources for you guys as well um, that would be awesome that would yeah. be awesome um is there anything I mean you had so much information as far as the prep you did and you know I'm going to link out to everything that you talked about and make sure that um listeners can access that that stuff that information okay. but is there anything else you would want to 
you know, wrap it up with as far as any resources or advice um, for moms and um, families? Uh, definitely, you know, it, that's, that's, that's hard because I, I was going to suggest like finding a group of women or sisterhood, but mm-hmm. sometimes you think you're in a safe community, but you're still being fed a lot of fear unintentionally. Yeah. Um, yeah. From I mean, your own family. Could even down, be your own family. Right. Right. And like, like, um, I remember in Marissa's, you were asking, like, did you get any bad feedback or anything from having a home birth? And mm-hmm. I was kind of the same pretty private about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would only share it when people ask. Um, but I don't think it surprised my family and friends that I was having a home birth. I think they, I don't think they were very surprised at all that I went that way. Um, um, but yeah, you can get, I mean, yeah, it's everywhere. People's opinions and judgments and even just little side comments can really mess with a woman's mind. And like Marissa was saying, like it, it comes down to yourself. It comes down to stepping away from, you know, mainstream media, um, stepping away from the notion that doctors know what's best for you and your body and your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to tap into yourself. Mm. And if you don't, if you don't know yourself or if you don't know how to find yourself, I think that's where a lot of problems exist. Um, mm-hmm. Get a good meditation going or mm-hmm. a good quiet time practice where you can just tap into your mind and practice positive affirmations, really talk yourself up and you have to believe it, you mm-hmm. know, like, that that to me was the mental exercising. That was the the biggest part of it all for me. Mm-hmm. My body was already in pretty good shape, and the yoga was like being flexible. All of that helped a lot, but it came down to the mental power yeah. that I have. Yeah. Um. Whew. Yeah. That's and that's all I can I can really recommend. And Ina May, I mean, my goodness, mm-hmm. her her stuff's amazing. Yeah, got it. Just getting out of the Western um, Western mindset, right? Right. <laughs> that hospital, you know, like it's just it's a shame mm-hmm. how we handle pregnancy and birth in this country right now. Mm-hmm. Um, without getting too political, <laughs> right? Well, we're here to create that empowering conversation and to create, yeah, you know, a, a different perspective and um thank you so much for being a part of that and i'm seriously a thousand times thank you you're amazing and i'm i can't wait for others to hear your story well thank you for giving me the time and the platform and and to share my story um and and like i said if if you ever in the future want to talk more about any of the others topic i i work from home and i'm always available and i love to be a part of it <laughs> nice well thank you so much megan thank you does your father know you're listening to this podcast well when you're done why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100 dad approved Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.